What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Motorsports Digest Off the Grid. On tonight's episode, we have a very special guest, but we will wait to introduce him. But this past weekend was championship weekend for NASCAR. And let me tell you, there was a lot of ups and downs in that race. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Garrett, give us a walkthrough of how you were feeling and how that race went, you think. I think it was one of the best races that we've seen this year. Um, but at the same time, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I was questioning the decision to uh, come in on the first caution. Um, but obviously it paid off. I mean, it was a really great strategy. At the end of the night, I don't think you can question uh, Cliff Daniels. That's who Larson's crew chief is, right? Cliff Daniels? Yeah. I don't think you can question his strategy anymore. And I definitely think uh, the fact that Larson was driving the same car that Jimmy Johnson drove last year definitely shows uh, that it wasn't the car that uh, didn't take him to victory lane last year. Yeah, that, that race was pretty good. I mean, everybody knows I'm a big Chase Elliott fan, but – I was not upset at all watching Kyle Larson dominate. Mm. I was I was pretty impressed that it was going back and forth with the lead changes from Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Yeah. But that number one pit stall for Kyle Larson definitely helped him on all those oh yeah. On the, all those pit stops. Especially oh, that yeah. last pit stop that the if, last if one that actually mattered, had you gone know. Wrong, yeah, if anything had gone wrong, he he would not be the championship no. winner. No, and he's got to give that to his crew. I mean, that was the second fastest pit stop of the year on NASCAR. So, I mean, it's yeah, like I was watching every – yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I was watching every pit stop time, just trying to calculate, you know, the differences between everybody else. I'm like, oh, man, they're all cutting it close. And I thought for a second Denny was going to have it, but – yeah. Same. I was, I'm very glad he did not get that. Lead. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple times where I was on the edge of my seat thinking, oh, my God, is Denny going to catch whoever's in the lead? You know, there were a couple times I really thought he was going to catch Martin, Martin Truex, who I think with without that last pit stop, I really think Truex would have been the champion. Oh, yeah. And I mean, oh, man. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't hate anybody really other than Denny Hamlin this year mm -hmm. and Kevin Harvick. But they they all drove pretty well. They all oh, yeah. performed like they needed to. Um, there was a slip up in Martin Truck's pit stop. I don't know if you watched the video, but they didn't really address it much. But the right front tire changer had the impact and missed one of the lug nuts and then had to hurry up and get it back on. And that cost him yeah. like three seconds. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But they all, that was early in the race though, well. wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was like uh, the second, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right because that was second stage. Cause that was really one thing that screwed Martin was his pit stop, his pit, um, yeah, his pit stops weren't that weren't as fast as they normally were. They uh -huh. just didn't seem like the same team that you had seen all year and one of the things i mean there weren't you know everybody wants a wreck filled 
race in yeah. NASCAR. This one was probably one of the most exciting races mm-hmm. I've seen. You've seen all year long. Yeah. That you didn't need a wreck. No, you didn't. But I, I definitely think Larson got lucky with that last pit stop, that last wreck, dude. I mean, they literally said it oh, yeah. like five seconds before. They're like, Larson needs to have a caution come out right here. And <laughs> there it happened. Anthony Alfredo. Do you know what's going on with the uh, the David Starr meme? I've, I've seen no. it the last two days, and I don't I, know what it is. I don't, I don't know. I was really confused by that. I mean, Unless he said something to Truex or about Truex or something, I don't know. Because I know that's who it's involved with, is him and Truex. Yeah, it's weird. But I want to move on and talk about post-race interviews and everything. Um, As many know, this is Brad Keselowski's last year with Penske. He is going to be a... um, Owner or partial owner with Roush Fenway? He's going to be partial, partial owner. Yeah, partial owner and driver of the number six. And he had a pretty cool interview. Um, had yeah. everybody from Team Penske gathered at his pit box and was sharing beers with everybody. And that, that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, I, I like that he used the same glass that he won his last championship with. Yeah. yeah, that was just with his drunk was... interview. The, these interviews the last weekend were amazing. Yeah, they I've honestly got to give, give it to Ben Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Best interview of all time. Yeah. I mean, Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, he's not really making much sense, but I mean it was one of the best interviews I think I've seen. <laughs> But while you're looking that up, I just I just want to give you the stats of Larson's racing season in total. 30 wins in 89 races, 11 total NASCAR victories, 11 sprint car wins, four late model wins, four midget wins, the Chili Bowl win, Knoxville, Kings Royal, PDC at Fairbury, and the NASCAR championship. I mean... And is that all of this year? That's all this year. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, that is just talk about an amazing season. And I mean, I I don't think you can say that anybody really has had a better season than Kyle Larson in the modern era. Oh, no, he's he's tied with uh, Jimmy Johnson for most wins and a championship in a season. Yeah. Most laps led. He has that now. He's tied that with Jeff Gordon. No, he has that now. He tied three – no, I know. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, this is what I'm talking about. He, he has all these now. And he tied Dale Hart Sr. with two, three wins in a row. Yeah. Or three, win- three wins in a row two times. Yeah, in a season. And that's just crazy. It's just crazy. All right, so I, I found the Ben Rhodes uh, interview. So I'm just going to play a couple, couple seconds of it. Pissed. And let me say something. I got the mic, so I can say anyways. So, I was pissed. Now, those gear shifting noises um, was describing how he was catching, I believe, Zane Smith. Yeah, how he said it was going to be checkers or wreckers. (laughs) The man was drunk, man. 
Elliot, he was toasted. He, his wife was in a press conference room and he looked at her and was like, Oh, am I embarrassing you? And uh, I'm not sure if it was his wife or just uh, somebody within NASCAR took the beer away from him and gave him a bottle of water. Man. But it, I mean, it, it was a good interview. He, yeah, it he, was. He's a bad mammy jamma. <laughs> yeah. But there, there are some tweets about um, Kyle Larson. Um, that you definitely have the haters. Oh yeah, speaking on behalf of him winning the championship. But you know, I think Tony Stewart is still feeling the the regret of not signing impact him. of him not. Well, he couldn't sign him. Yeah, because for uh, I just watched an interview. The yeah, I watched an interview the other day about Ford not letting Larson drive for them. So yeah, that, that that bit him in the ass. Oh yeah, but I mean, I also think you have to remember that his role model growing up was Jeff Gordon and who's oh, yeah. the one person who was like, you should come run at Hendrix. It was Jeff Gordon he told him, Hey, yeah. you come sign with us. You'll win a championship. Exactly what he did. So. Yeah. This, this year has been nuts. Yeah. Greatest but season ever. I just want to know you called it. You, you, you predicted that he was going to win the championship. What yeah. what what were you feeling like whenever he crossed the finish line and won the championship? I felt just relief. I finally had it. I finally called it one year. And I've called it since Daytona. I said, Larson is in a new car. He's gonna come out here and he's he's having a revenge season. He's gonna win the title. I didn't I didn't think he was gonna win as many races as he did, but man. I, relief happiness yeah I, I was i felt chills watching him cry in the car you know just oh yeah on thanking everybody i mean that was that was a pretty cool moment yeah you hear him you see him tearing up and it, i think it it's one of the best emotions to see in a driver because he finally did it he finally right reached his goal of winning a nascar championship and in those first time appearing in the championship four. So. Yeah. Well, we got a special guest on for today for off the grid. Um, mm-hmm. A Mel Kenyon driver. His name is Jack Masenko. Uh, he was runner up in points behind Ayrton Hawk this year. I just want to congratulate you on an awesome season and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, um, and thanks for having me. Really, really excited to be a part of this today. So, this the season you you got to win at Circle City Speedway, and that's the brand new dirt track. Um, kind of just give us some insight on how your year went, uh, what your goals were. I mean, everybody I know shoots for a championship, but. Just give us some insight on how your year went and what you had in mind to go for you. Um, okay, so I guess I'll start with, you know, like you said, everyone's goal was to win the championship. And going into race one, that was my goal. My thought was I am – but, you know, everyone thinks they're the best driver, so everyone thinks they're 
going to go out and win. And I have the same attitude and um, pretty much just going into the year, I thought, you know, I have a shot to win this. I have a shot to win a lot of races. And I didn't expect Ayrton to come out firing like he did. So after the first three races where he won, you know, the, the first three races back to back to back, I was really confused. Um, questioning what I was doing because I wasn't driving horribly, but I definitely wasn't driving as good as I could have. Um, I was struggling to get lap times that I wanted in qualifying, especially that was putting me behind the curve. And, um, and Anderson, especially all year, struggled at Anderson in qualifying. That's my biggest setback of the year. But um, overall, slowly as the season went on, I'd say for the middle of the season, I started hitting my stride. I had a second in the 75 lap race at Anderson, followed that up with a win. And I believe I followed the win up with a third place finish or a second place finish. So I had great momentum. I was trimming the lead down. And then it seemed like everything just went wrong at the wrong time. Um, I, I had probably my worst race in my career in the second to last race at uh, Logan Sport, Indiana, small little eighth mile dirt track. And that knocked me out of the championship fight with Ayrton. And congratulations to him. He had a fantastic season. Um, and then my car didn't even start at Anderson, so I had to run Cameron Gladys's car at Anderson, completely different feel, and just struggled there all night. You know, we, we drive completely differently. Setups are completely different, even the seats, you know, completely different. So just not a comfortable feel in that car and ended up, um, without being able to compete really in that car, ended up dropping to third in the championship, sadly. Didn't even have a chance really to battle Colin for second, but um, third's, you know, third's not bad. I look at it as... Uh, a kind of a disappointment, but at the same time, I gave it everything I had. There was never a race I came away from thinking I left more in the tank, especially towards the end of the season. I went for everything I could, knowing I had to catch up to Ayrton and some things just didn't play out the way I needed them to. Right. And, I mean, we we didn't start showing up to races till probably three-quarters of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. Um which I mean, you, whenever we were there at the very first race at Anderson, you were leading the heats. Uh, you were leading the feature. I mean, obviously, there's some races. You know, you have your racing causes that just kind of have a setback. Um, I believe it was uh, Dameron Taylor. Uh, you were holding off for the lead, and he kind of passed you. What what kind of goes through your mind whenever you have somebody on the outside and you can't really run your preferred line? What do you what do you kind of do in that instance to try and fight for the lead? Um that's a that's a good question. It's a different at every track you go to. Especially Anderson's a really tough track because the preferred line is the outside line. You kind of run a hybrid um but when you're on the bottom at Anderson trying to pass or trying to hold off someone, it's really easy for the car to wash up into the outside line and you have to get off the gas and completely take away all of your momentum. So for me in that specific race you're talking about with the battle with Dameron, over the first, 
I don't know, I think 20 laps or whatever of that 30 lap race. I was leading from Dameron. We had a healthy gap, but Dameron was definitely faster. He was all over me, but I wouldn't give up the outside and the corners and oh, he could never keep the car underneath me. And then we had a caution come out and <laughs> the, there was a whole restart uh, incident where I feel like I didn't get to control the restart and that took me down to fourth right away. Um, but yeah, the trying to close someone out on the outside is tough because you have to, one, knowing where they're at on the outside is tough because you can't really see where they're at. You can't turn your head over there and you've got a little headrest blocking um, your vision. So you have to base it off of sound and judgment. And if you judge it wrong and they're still on the outside, you're going to pinch them into the wall. So sometimes you just kind of have to trust that they're going to back out of it. Um, but other times you'll know if you're able to clear them. Like if you're driving into the corner and you're a little bit in front of them going into the corner, you can drive it in harder, which is what I like to do and try and slide up a little bit, take their lane away. But if you're behind them going into the corner on the inside, good luck because you're not going to make that pass at Anderson. Right. And Garrett's, Garrett's got a question for yeah, you. Yeah. So, yeah. We, you know, I think everybody who's followed the Mel Kenyons, they know that Ayrton's probably not going to come back next year for a full season. You know, he's, he's trying to go road to in, road to Indy, whatever he ends up deciding to do. You, you think you, you can take the championship next year without having to deal with Ayrton out there? Um, I do. I, I strongly feel like I can win the championship next year. As of right now, um, the plan is definitely to race every race in that season. Now, mm. you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to get thrown at you. But sitting here today and sitting here probably for throughout the whole season next year, I, I always feel like I can win the championship. I just feel like I'm uh, a driver that's got the, the talent to and the mm -hmm. If I put everything together on that given day, I feel like I can beat anyone out there. And you have to have that confidence as a driver. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, if you had to have one favorite track um, out of the whole series, which one would be your favorite and why? And which one would you rank your least favorite? Um, oh, I think my favorite track would at this specific moment in time probably be Mount Lawn just because it's a really extremely different compared to every other track. Like ovals in general, all tracks are different, but Mount Lawn isn't even an oval. It's similar to a mini Pocono. It's a very small Pocono. There's a kind of a dog leg going down the back stretch and one corner is really – I saw Phoenix would be a better comparison. Not for Pocono. Mm -hmm. um, the first corner is really long, swooping, fast, and the second corner is a heavy braking zone. Um, okay, got a, the fastest way around there was the downshift, but we're not allowed to downshift, so not able to do that. But yeah, that Mount Lawn would probably be my fast or my favorite. Um, even though I didn't win there, I think it definitely probably put on the best action. Um, but there was a four car battle for the lead that entire race. And Ayrton, Ayrton eventually did win that race. So that was probably my favorite track to go to. Hopefully we can go back there next year, but I'm not too sure. We were supposed to have two races there last season, and one of them ended up getting canceled due to a scheduling conflict that arose um, 
I think the week before the race. Goodness. Now, do you prefer dirt or pavement? Um, I prefer I prefer pavement. Pavement's always the route I've wanted to go. Dirt, I don't dislike it though. Like I, I enjoy going to uh, Circle City and Logan Sport, especially Circle City because I won there. Any place you win, you like. It doesn't matter, you know, how bad the track could be. Uh, but no, I, I enjoy dirt, but dirt's not something I'd want to pursue. Like I, I enjoy going there for maybe three, four races. Um, and getting out on the dirt, something new. You always some anything new, anything fresh is fun. But if I were to, I wouldn't pursue dirt as my career. I, I want to stick to pavement. I've always been a pavement fan growing up, watching NASCAR, IndyCar. Um, never really tuned into dirt until later. And I like dirt. It just hasn't really stuck with me the same way any pavement racing has. Right. And your what is your I guess your ladder, uh, like where, where do you plan to see yourself in the future? Uh, like IndyCar or? I've been asked this question so many times and I never <laughs> have, I never have the correct answer. It's tough because there's so many, I realistically, I just want to drive. My, my dream is to just make a living driving. That's all I want to do. Um, whether that is IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, IMSA, whatever, you know, I just want to drive. But if I had to choose, I'd probably choose IndyCar at this point. But open wheel is just so much money. There is, there's so much money involved that it's very difficult to, to rise through the ranks in open wheel. Yeah. Uh, Garrett and I were actually talking about that the other day. Yeah. We heard, we how heard Formula One is yeah. crazy. Yeah, and we also heard how much it is to start the road to Indy, and that was just ridiculous amount. How much? Oh yeah, yeah Kevin and Ayrton's family are going to be putting up. It's just wild. Yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a tough uh, one to wrap your head around, especially yeah. when you're trying to pursue open wheel. Um, mm-hmm. My my dream for the longest time was stock cars, and then I got into the midget car and. All of a sudden, I wanted to go race on the road to Indy, and I realized the money. So now I've got to kind of backtrack and find something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, thank you for giving us a little bit of insight on, you know, what you're, you plan to do next year and what you've done. Um, you're definitely going to be one to look out for next year, especially with Ayrton possibly not running in the series you know you might have a chance at the championship um there's going to be quite a bit of new faces in that series hopefully uh we got some veteran drivers that have been in the series for quite some time Mm -hmm. going on to new endeavors so yeah uh, i want to thank you for coming on to the show and giving us your of course thanks thanks for having me um i really I i really enjoyed it and we, and we hope to have you on a few future episodes as well. Um, possibly maybe some videos once the new season comes out. Um, yeah, for sure. But thank you. Yeah, oh, thanks thank for you. joining I us, appreciate Rack. it. Have a good one. Thank you. You too, buddy. Well, that was a, a, a cool, little, cool little interview. Um, mm. 
Yeah, Jack Nasenko. He he's a really good kid. Uh, he he's definitely got the car to to win the championship, uh, as you and I have seen. Yeah, the last year, last two years actually, I've seen. Um, he's definitely got his head on straight. He knows what he wants to do, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and he's he's got but, the he's got the ability. He's got the the uh, the charisma to go out there, and he's he's got a really good chance to win the championship next year. Um, obviously, you know, I was as I think anybody who follows Brad, who was Ayrton's team owner, he's going to host three cars next year as he took over the series, and you know, see where that goes and see who takes those seats. I think that'll be interesting because he could bring in some big names, you know? So. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, actually he just posted, um, USSA, the United States speed association. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, I just saw it. Uh, I was going through it before we started talking. Um, I'm pretty sure three, events for the Kenyan series will be with the sprint cars. Um, I don't even remember where I saw it. Yeah, yeah not... uh, Kenyan Midgets will be joining the 500 sprints at three events. Um, so the little 500 sprint car tour. So it'll be July 9th, July 30th, and October 8th. So that's pretty cool. Having uh, Kenyan Midgets as as well as the big sprints. Yeah, that would that'll be that'll be interesting. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you guys for following our socials. We are, I want to say, we're ten shy away from the giveaway likes on Facebook, and you guys know what happens at three hundred likes a giveaway. Yeah. So. Share it everywhere. Um, we've got some cool things happening behind the scenes. Uh, we are in talks with some other people uh, for something really cool that I never imagined would be happening. But that's I'm not going to say anything more about it because if it doesn't happen, then I don't want to lead you guys on. <laughs> but we do have something cool happening Saturday. Um, I'll make a video for you guys. And... I'm going to leave it at that because it's going to be super cool. Um, yeah, just I want to thank you guys for the support. We are having our shirts. The the shirts, I just got a text, were ordered uh, last week. So we're going to have shirts to distribute. So I want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening to Motorsports Digest Off the Grid. We will see you. On the next episode, I want to thank you, Jack Masenko, for coming on the show. Yeah, big thanks to Jack.